The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is uh, Thursday, July 12, 2018, from our nation's capital. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. How you doing? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Our primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every single time you wash your hands by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap, artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but you can use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, uh, on today's show, Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show is here. She's also from the From the Bunker podcast, but don't don't look for a podcast from yesterday because she deleted it. She said it was a terrible show. I, I have no idea what happened. Oh, by the way, House Republicans put on a show for the doddering orange prick today. Lots of shenanigans in the House uh, for, for the entertainment of Donald Trump. And we've got all the audio. We also have details on Trump's meat market parties with underage girls and cocaine. Sounds like uh, sounds like a fun time, right? Oh, by the way, it's my 47th birthday today, which means my life will be all about colonoscopies, hair loss, and testosterone replacement from here on out. Oh, it's so great to be me. All that and more on the way, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's so hard nowadays with all the gangs and rap music. What about robots? Oh, they're everywhere. I don't even know why the scientists make them. Old Glory covers anyone over the age of 50 against robot attack, regardless of current health. I'm Sam Waterston of the popular TV series Law & Order. As a senior citizen, you're probably aware of the threat robots pose. Robots are everywhere, and they eat old people's medicine for fuel. Well, now there's a company that offers coverage against the unfortunate event of a robot attack. Old Glory Insurance. You need to feel safe. And that's harder and harder to do nowadays because robots may strike at any time. And when they grab you with those metal claws, you can't break free. Because they're made of metal and robots are strong. Now, for only $4 a month, you can achieve peace of mind in a world full of crime and robots with Old Glory Insurance for when the metal ones decide to come for you. And they will. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Alright, we've, uh, we've screwed around long enough. Let's get started. Let's dig in. Trump crisis day 539. 116 days until the 2018 midterms. And, oh my God, look, it's Jody Hamilton. Jody, Jody. Hopefully you can hear me. Yes, you sound great. You sound great. We just we just spent the last, uh, I don't know what, 45 minutes messing around with the uh, microphones and settings yeah, and EQ. Me. and uh, It's me. I'm fired. It's fine. <laughs> Is this what happened on your show yesterday? Is that what the... Similar. Similar, but um, yeah, the wrong mic was off, apparently. <laughs> God, I hate that. We did, you know what? I have only had, knock on wood, 
I have only had one show that was completely unusable because of tech issues, and it was way back in 2012. So, you know, it's, I, I guess I'm due. <laughs> Any day now, any one of these shows, because now I've added, we're now doing four shows a week. Uh, I with know, the, yay. Yeah. But you know what? Great news. Congratulations to your mom. An Emmy nomination today. Uh, outstanding yes, yay. variety special. Um, mm-hmm. That was uh, her, uh, what, her 50th anniversary special? Her Got 50th the- anniversary special on CBS. It was awesome with no Kevin Spacey, though you can see his shoulder in the closing credits. All right. Well, she's up against, your mom is up against Carpool Karaoke, primetime special mm-hmm. 2018. Losers. Dave Chappelle, <laughs> loser. Full frontal with Samantha <laughs> B, loser. Steve Martin and Martin Short, losers. No, I'm, I'm kidding. And they're I, both course- on mom's special, too. Martin and Short are both on Mom Special. Oh, that's right, Martin and Short, and of course that's Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, but you know, I'm <laughs> I'm glad we got your microphone crap worked out. Um, it sounds. And we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, sounds way better than John Melendez's uh, cell phone yesterday on the show. Bless his heart. <laughs> we had stuttering John on the on the brand new Wednesday show talking about his prank call to Donald Trump aboard Air Force One. Amazing stuff. We broke some news. Go listen to the John Melendez interview, stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show, formerly of the Stephanie. Miller show and the Tonight Show, and we mm-hmm. talked to him for a good half hour yesterday about that prank call and everything, and included some news about uh, why Donald Trump was so weirdly friendly to someone posing as Democratic Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that, that was odd. <laughs> yeah, and what was truly odd is that Jared Kushner was the one who patched stuttering John through to Donald Trump aboard Air Force One. And Jared Kushner was also on Air Force One. It was the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Colossal breach of security. Colossal example of rank incompetence. These people allowed Stuttering John. Stuttering John, who was doing the world's worst, and I I love Stuttering John. He's a friend of mine. I think he's great. And I love this prank call, but he did the world's worst British accent, Jody. (laughs) <laughs> and and not once, for not one second, did anyone at the White House question why Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey, who, you know, Stuttering John was posing as, has mm-hmm. a British personal assistant. Because that, and the only time they ever questioned that was when, uh, when Stuttering John used his own phone, which is a 818 area code, which is Southern California. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, why is this an 818 area code? Why, why isn't this a Washington or New Jersey area code? And Stuttering John in that terrible British accent was like, oh, um, well, that's because we're on vacation here. <laughs> we're on vacation in L.A. Like, and he said... It's just amazing because, like, the area codes don't change when you, like, if you take your cell phone from New Jersey to L.A., the area codes don't change depending on where you are. Your area code for your phone number remains exactly the same. And this Mm -hmm. bunch of nincompoops in the White House had no idea. And initially, when he called, when Stuttering John first called, he said he was Stuttering John. That's the most amazing thing about it. He started out, his first call to the White House switchboard was, uh, yeah, this is Stuttering John from the Howard Stern Show or Stuttering John from whatever, and uh, or from from the Stuttering John podcast, I think he said. And and so they were like, well, you know, we're not going to patch you through. But then he calls right back with his British accent saying he's a guy named Sean Moore. Un- 
effing believe you have to listen to uh, our Wednesday show. Go to Patreon or go to uh, BobSeska.com and click the all caps Patreon link. You can listen to it for free on our Patreon page. There's no subscription required. Nothing like that. You can listen to it for free. You can get the RSS feed and pop that into your iTunes. Do whatever you want. You can also get the Patreon app and listen to it that way, too, if you want to listen to it on your uh, on your commute uh, today or tomorrow. But I urge you to listen to it. And we also included the full prank call after the end, uh, end credits roll at the end of the show. So <laughs> go and do that. Uh, the big John Melendez interview. for this. Thanks, thanks to John for taking his time out. He was, it, he was so prepared for the interview. And let me tell you, Jody, how prepared he was. When I called John up during the show, like right at the introductory part of the show, I just dialed the number and there he was. Uh, he was... In his car on his way to the beach with his kids. <laughs> Which is well, the, that makes sense. It has been hot here, so that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah, but maybe not the best <laughs> thing to be doing while you're doing an interview for a half an hour because it was just like, <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> Like the worst cell signal in the world. So next week when we talk to Malcolm Nance, I'm going to make sure that Malcolm Nance isn't on his way to the beach. That's the main thing. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to his, because uh, he's, he's got an agent, so I'm going to talk to his agent and say, oh yeah, by the way, make sure Malcolm Nance isn't driving to the beach with his kids. And he's got, <laughs> make sure he's got a pretty good cell phone connection. But I think, uh, I think we're going to be fine with Malcolm next Wednesday. And yeah, then by the way. What a get. You've got some gets coming. Dude. Oh my God, awesome. yeah. A week from Wednesday too, we've got uh, John Fugelsang on the show. On the, uh, on the brand new Wednesday show. So on the 18th, July 18th, will be Malcolm Nance. July 25th will be the great John Fugelsang from Tell Me Everything with John Fugelsang on Sirius, uh, Sirius XM. You should go and listen to that show. I'm on that show every Wednesday. I don't know why you're not I listening know you if are. you're not. I mean, everyone should be listening because I'm on that show. All right. It's the only reason to listen. Jesus God, did you take some time out, Jody, to watch the uh, the madness in the House Judiciary Committee today? I saw some of it, and then I started watching The Handmaid's Tale because that was more uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about uh, right. That's about the best way to put it because this was insane. This is a dog and pony show for the full mm-hmm. entertainment of Donald J. Trump watching in. This was Congressman Goodlatte and and Trey Gowdy and, of course, Louis Gohmert and the entire peanut gallery of crazies and sycophants in the House of Representatives right now. The Russian-owned Republicans just grilling Peter Strzok, uh, who's that FBI agent, still an FBI agent. He was involved in the Hillary Clinton email investigation, also involved in the uh, early stages of the FBI's investigation into the uh, Russia attack and links between Russia and Trump, Trump and Russia. And then, of course, he had all of these text messages stupidly with this other FBI agent, Lisa Page, and they texted back and forth and expressed some opinions in this format that they shouldn't have expressed publicly they should have kept it just between them and in conversations away from electronic devices that's the criticism i will levy against strock and page because as a result of all of this they have made themselves a poster boy and a poster girl for what not to do in the face of donald trump because now donald trump has used them is using them as this scapegoat for proving why the entire Mueller investigation is a fraud and a hoax when we know for a fact that it's not, we've seen results from this. I mean, Elijah Cummings brought out all these big 
wanted like guilty posters of Gates, Papadopoulos, Flynn, and and all the rest of them, uh, Vanderswan, and, and <laughs> whoever else. You know, he had these giant posters, and and the mm-hmm. witch hunt is actually giving us real life witches it's amazing these aren't stooges these aren't people who have been framed in some way these are people who have pled guilty and are now currently cooperating with the special counsel giving all kinds of additional information mike flynn is still going in fact uh robert Mueller handed down something like 100 or asked for 150 blank subpoena documents for just the manafort testimony on the opening day on the first wow. day of his trial, 150 blank subpoenas to be uh, summoned to court for that first day of trial alone. 100 wow. and goddamn 50. So that's, that's big news in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That, that shows there are a lot of potential witnesses here, a lot of potential documents to be sorted through. And so we'll see what uh, happens to Paul Manafort. It's it's funny because he also was uh, transferred from the Northern Neck Regional Jail where we were all sending mm-hmm. him voicemail messages. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like an idiot, uh, Jody, they, uh, they tried to request a change of venue for his incarceration from the Northern right. Neck Regional Jail where he got all kinds of VIP treatment. And what they wanted to do was see if they could get him back to house arrest. And so they petitioned the judge and said, well, can we... Can we move the uh, the incarceration to a different jail to be closer to the, his attorney's office? Right. And uh, just to call the bluff. It's, it's, it's easier for Manafort to be at his house under house arrest and to travel from there to his attorney's office than it is to travel from Northern Neck Regional Jail down in wherever the hell Virginia it is, off in the panhandle somewhere. It's easier to, for him to drive from home to his attorney's office to go through, you know, details of the, uh, the trial and to get ready. And so mm-hmm. the, ju- the judge called their bluff and was like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can move to the Alexandria Detention Center. No problem. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll move you there. So that's what, yeah, so that's what happened. It was a big, uh, yeah, good job. <laughs> womp, womp. Idiots, 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 idiots. So womp, womp. Manafort's been moved to the Alexandria uh, uh, Detention Center where they mugshotted him, where we've now got an official Manafort mugshot with his hair mm-hmm. all disheveled. He's unshaven. Just exactly, exactly the schadenfreude I think I was looking for uh, today. Because <laughs> it's about goddamn time that we saw mm-hmm. a Trump-Russia-related mugshot. And I was glad that it was Paul Manafort's this goddamn traitor. I think-, think Manafort's safer in jail than he is out in the open because the, Rus- the Russians will... It would be more difficult for them to get to him to kill him. And I'm surprised they haven't gotten to him yet. But we'll Yeah, we'll I mean I mean there are still guards and people, there are human beings between him and, and the outside world that could be compromised. But as far as somebody just sending him something, that's difficult. Yeah. You know, it's he's safer as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't think he's terribly safe because he knows where all the bodies are buried. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just like Trump likes to say, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens as far as Paul Manafort being assassinated somewhere along the line. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, so we got off on the Manafort thing, but we were talking about the House Judiciary Committee today. The way Congressman Goodlatte was behaving, he's the chairman of the committee, it was just beyond anything reasonable. And as I'm watching this, I'm going, oh, yeah, he's just, he's putting on a show for Donald Trump. He's doing this because he doesn't want to 
irritate Donald Trump. And also because the Republican Party, as I said earlier, is owned by the Russians. So they have to do this. They can't not do it. They have to give Peter Strzok a hard time because Peter Strzok is their scapegoat. And Peter Strzok uh, is the guy that Donald Trump has been scapegoating too. So they're, of course, they're going to put on this show. So let's, we've got some clips here of uh, the insanity that was happening in these uh, hearings today. Let's go with, yeah, let's go with the first Trey Gowdy one because this is, you talk about Trey Gowdy being completely unreasonable. This is Trey Gowdy just being a dick. Here's what I want to know <laughs> who's what? the he and he's not? He is then candidate Trump. So when you said, no, Donald Trump's not, in, in connection with the question, going to become president, what's the it? Chairman we'll Gotti. stop it. Okay, so, so he's asking Strzok, what, what does it mean? And he's referencing the use of the word it in the context of a text. So he's asking... Depends on what it is. Yeah, it depends on the definition of it. And that's what it's going to get into here uh, in terms of... Trey Gowdy first asking, what does it mean? And then when Peter Strzok tries to answer, I don't want to talk about what it means. I don't want to deal with the word it, a two-letter two word. Are we going to actually do... do we're going to have a conversation <laughs> about the word I, it? It's just two letters in that word. Okay, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Spoiler, sorry. Here Herman we go. Gowdy, that text needs to be taken in the context I, I'm, of I'm asking, look, if you want to have a debate over a two-letter word, we're going to have to do that some all the time. What and who did you mean by it? Mr. Gowdy, as I've stated, that text was written late at night. In shorthand, I don't care when it was written. About. I don't care it's whether it was longhand, cursive. Is. I don't care about any of that. I want to know what it meant, Agent Strzok. It would be his candidacy for the presidency. See, and my sense that the American yeah, population would not vote him into office. Right, right. Well, we hadn't gotten to the will yet. Well, I'm no, trying to, I'm your trying your to get to the text explain the, the text. The will is it. the American people. Is that right? That's your testimony. The will stop it. You were speaking on behalf of the American people. Is that correct? Mr. Oh Gowdy, God. what my testimony is and what I said during extensive asking of this question during my prior interview is I don't recall writing that text. What Are I you denying you, writing the text? What I can tell you is that text in no way suggested that I or the FBI would take any action to influence the candidacy Agent of Agent Strzok, that, that is a fantastic answer to a question nobody asked. Yeah, Mr. Gowdy, you asked question to you is Cameron, the, the wheel. going to be permitted to answer you the question said, posed? <laughs> you dick. Yeah, no shit. What a, wow. Yeah, yeah. But we all already knew that. Here's a little bit more of, uh, of Trey Gowdy uh, questioning Peter Strzok. We're a week into an investigation. How many people had you interviewed? Congressman, I understand your question. I appreciate it, and I would very much like to answer. But as I've stated, as you know, that counsel of the FBI, based on the special counsel's equities... By the way, this is Peter Strzok we're hearing, just so you know. I know this is not video, and it's, it's hard to identify who is who, but we started oh, out no, with... Oh, you can tell Gowdy from him. Oh, yeah, of course, Trey Gowdy, yeah. But this is, this is Peter Strzok and not his attorney or some other member of Congress. ...have directed me not to answer any <coughs> questions about the ongoing investigation into Russian attempts to interfere... So, right. so, so the, gentleman, the gentleman will suspend, and the clock will suspend. Mr. Strzok, you are under subpoena and are required to answer the question. He's, he's not 
under subpoena. This is no, this he is came Congress. voluntarily. Yeah, this is Goodlatte saying that Peter Strzok is under subpoena and that he's required to answer these questions, even though they're asking a question that he can't answer via mm-hmm. FBI rules and regulations. You can't answer questions about an ongoing investigation. You just cannot. And we have seen. Uh, the, the the great irony in all of this is we've had countless Trump administration heads of the various intelligence community agencies, NSA, CIA, FBI, on down the line, the DNI, all sitting Jeff in front Sessions. of Jeff Sessions, all sitting in front of Congress, refusing to answer questions and not mm-hmm. even giving an excuse, not even saying, well, this violates rules and regulations of the Justice Department or this violates rules and regulations at NSA. None of that. And Republicans just say, oh, okay. Well, well, Steve Bannon. Yeah, (laughs) right. Steve Bannon refused to answer. There were there were questions that uh, Donald Trump Jr. refused to answer and said that they were it was is like protected by attorney client privilege, even executive privilege or some crap. Yeah, I mean, they were claiming some sort of weird preemptive executive privilege, even though it hadn't been established. And they were just the bottom line here is they were just refusing to answer. But now when this guy, when Strzok can't answer and cites reasons why he can't answer, they're screaming at him and threatening him with with contempt of Congress, even though he's explaining himself. This is absolute madness. Are you objecting to the question? If so, please state your objection. Mr. Chairman, I object. The, the gentleman it does not have standing Mr. to Chair- object. I, there is no point, point of order. No point of order well, here. The, the, the point of order should be heard. What's the, what's, the gentleman will state his point of order. My point of order is that intentionally or otherwise this demand puts Mr. Strzok in an impossible position. He is still an employee of the FBI. And oh, this is Nadler. This is Congressman Jerry right. Nadler. FBI counsel has instructed him not to answer the question. Gentlemen, we have a problem with this policy, we should take it up with the FBI, not badger Mr. Strzok. The gentleman's point of order is not well taken. It's right on point. <laughs> no, it's not. The Mr. Strzok, are you objecting to the question? And if so, please state your objection. Mr. Chairman, two things. One, I do not believe I am here under subpoena. I believe I am here voluntarily. (laughs) Second, I will not, based on direction of the FBI to me, based on that, I will not answer that question. Because it goes to matters which are related to the ongoing investigations being undertaken by the special Mr. counsel's Mr. Strzok, office. you have not stated a l- valid legal basis for not responding oh to a question directed to you by a member of the United States House of Representatives, and you are wow. overruled. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Your, uh, let, me, let me continue. Your testimony is essential to this hearing and to our oversight and information gathering functions with regard to the actions taken Mm. and decisions made by the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 2016 and 2017, I am specifically directing you to answer the question in response to our subpoena, notwithstanding your objection. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Okay, all right, yeah. You can see how this is all going now. Uh, Wow. Where, just like they're, they're completely oblivious to reality. At this point, because what they're doing is, again, they're performing for Donald Trump. Mm. They're performing for Vladimir Putin. They're not they're not actually listening to what's going on in front of them because they're so desperate to cover up these crimes. 
These are members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, who are helping to cover up Donald Trump's malfeasance and the entire Russian attack on our democracy last year, which, by the way, their Republican colleagues on the Senate Mm -hmm. side have already confirmed what the IC has said about the attack and that Russians attacked and that Russians attacked in order to help Donald Trump. The Republican chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee had said, yes, this is what happened. Our investigation has determined that what the intelligence community has has assessed with regard to this attack is 100% accurate. And yet these guys are acting as if none of this ever happened. And and I want to make sure I underscore, because we've got a couple more clips here to play. I want to make sure to underscore that I'm not a fan. Again, I think I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm not a fan of what Peter Strzok and Lisa Page did. It was irresponsible of them to engage in those conversations about politics, about the investigation via text message that can easily be vetted and discovered. And that, of course, it besmirches an entire uh, uh, investigation, at least based on how Donald Trump and the House Republicans are treating him. So uh, I think one of Nadler's uh, staffers gave Nadler chapter and verse from the FBI field manual and the rules and regulations of how you behave in these situations. And it says quite plainly that you cannot reveal publicly on live television on Fox News goddamn channel details of an ongoing investigation into the president of the United States and his campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this clip features more of, uh, of Goodlatte. And then we're also going to hear from Democratic Congressman Ciceline who is from Rhode Island, and he's another one who is joining with uh, Congressman Nadler and then, of course, uh, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, who were all like trying to come up with some realistic version of a hearing, but Goodlatte wasn't having any of it. The gentleman from South Carolina has the time. A parliamentary inquiry is not in order he's talking about during Dowdy. the gentleman's time. The chair is instructing the witness to answer the question, and the question to you is, Mr. Chairman, will you answer the committee's question as directed or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Second. Nadler. You're not recognized for that purpose. <laughs> That's insane. People are laughing. Mr. Chairman, I think you have no choice but to recognize. Yeah, that says that people are just laughing at, at how ridiculous this dog and pony show is. Yeah. At it's one, frightening. At one point, Strzok goes off. I don't have the audio clip here, but Strzok goes off in this long speech about what he did and what he didn't do and what the hearing uh, means to him at that point. And then, of course, he got a big round of applause at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, this is just utterly stupid and corrupt and, and obvious. I think that's the, the big takeaway in all of this is there being so goddamn obvious i mean not quite as obvious as biff in projecting his guilt on twitter every goddamn day but pretty damn obvious especially when you know how much money funneled through uh, organizations like the nra has been uh, uh handed over from russia and russian oligarchs over to uh republican campaigns and re- republican campaign war chests on Un- yeah history is not going to look well upon these people at all absolutely not let's continue here such a motion I-, I do not have to- it's mr gowdy's not- are you just going to make up rules as we go along that's the, 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 the motion Sicily. is not in order during the time controlled by the gentleman from South Carolina. That was, I just want to make sure. That was Democrat uh, uh, Congressman uh, Cicilline, who mm-hmm. uh, just really jumped in and said, 
<laughs> Are we just making up rules as we go along? Yeah, they're here? just making them up as they go along. It's it's Lucy and the football. It's it's yeah. just frightening. Yeah, right. It's like Nadler saying, "Hey, we have to motion to adjourn," and it gets seconded. That's the rules. They should adjourn. Right. But he's good. Lats refusing to adjourn. It's just, it's insane. Deal that ruling in the chair. The Mr. Struck. Will you Chairman, answer? I appeal your ruling of the chair that my motion to adjourn is not in order. The gentleman is not in order. What Nadler mm-hmm. and Cicilline are trying to do, and, and, and as I said before, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee jumps in too. What they're trying to do is they're trying to keep uh, Strzok from being forced to uh, reveal something that he shouldn't, or they're trying to keep Strzok from being cited for contempt of Congress by not right. answering. So they're running interference for Strzok at this point. I think that's pretty clear. That may be, but I appeal your ruling. The gentleman is not recognized. Just take that wow. over your time and Knowing this, will you answer the committee's question as directed, or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, as you know, counsel for the FBI has directed me not to answer questions about the ongoing investigation. As you also know, counsel for the FBI is sitting here behind me. May I consult with them? You may consult with your own counsel. This is insane. It is. They're going to tell Peter Strzok right here. Goodlot is telling Peter Strzok that he can't consult with the FBI counsel sitting right next to him. That he can only talk to his personal lawyer. Show me the rule that says that. There is no rule. that. It's just crazy. But I may not consult with the FBI counsel? Only with your own counsel. Mr. Chairman, there's no basis for that. He can consult with the FBI counsel. He's an FBI employee. The gentleman is not recognized. And the chairman is not being proper. The chairman is being proper. Witness can't be directed not to confer with his attorney. That's Cicilline. The the FBI is not his attorney. His attorney is seated behind him. If he wishes, he's an employee of the FBI. He's already done. He may do so. Okay, that was that. That's that clip. Let's see. I think we have one more here, and I'm not sure if this one directly follows the previous clip, but here we go. An issue, not an issue of whether or not this is a valid question for which... I appeal the ruling of the chair. He's not, there, not a point of order. He's ruled that it's not a point of order. That, that, is, that is not a ruling. Mr. Strzok? Mr. Chairman, I insist on my point of order, and I insist on Mr. Strzok healing the ruling of the chair. Okay, this is this is Jerry Nadler and uh, and Goodman. Mr. Strzok, knowing the advice, that point of I order, have given Mr. You. Chairman. Point of order. I believe there's a point of order that's been raised, and you've ruled. We have a right now to answer Mr. Nadler's. It is not a valid Cicilline. point of order. The and chair I has to repress it, Mr. Chairman, question, because you don't question on that ruling. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Strzok, <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I appeal the ruling of the chair that you have just made. On that, on, the, on whether the you have I've, not stated a valid point of and order, and that is your ruling, and I appeal it. That is not an appealable <laughs> point of order. I yes, it is, Mr. Oh, Chairman. Oh, appealing the ruling of the chair God. is exactly what he's requesting. He's appealing it. That requires a vote to either sustain it or overrule it. Yeah. The gentleman from New York has not cited a rule of the House that is being violated. Therefore, it is not a point of order. And That's I your ruling. That ruling of the chair, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, is it not appropriate to also interject the attorney-client privilege, which cannot be overridden, uh, and is a the, rule of the house to the, the extent that witnesses have suspend. the right to an attorney-client privilege uh, in this Lee. house? Mr. And that is what this witness is. Uh, asserting Mr. attorney-client Strzok, privilege, Mr. and he has been Strzok, advised not Mr. to answer the, the gentlewoman question. will suspend. 
Wow. The gentleman has not raised the attorney-client privilege. Yes, he, he did. Has- and, and by the way, he refers to Sheila Jackson Lee as the gentleman will suspend. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a dick. said that he's been instructed by the FBI not to answer the question. Now. By lawyers. He knows... <laughs> he knows... The advice I have just given him, if you would like, I'll restate it. But knowing this, will you answer the committee's question as directed, or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Point of parliamentary inquiry, the ruling of the chair, that my order was not in order. Crazy. Point of parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. All right. Yeah. Oh, my God. (sighs) Jeez. And that, I mean, you know, sixth I just, grade UN council is more orderly. <laughs> I know. I know. I, that's just a, a, a few highlight clips that I grabbed. Thank you for Aaron Rupar grabbing all these clips as, from, uh, from Think Progress, Center for American Progress, uh, on Twitter and just putting up all these clips. I grabbed as many as I could before the show, but there are many more. I mean, the chaos mm-hmm. is ongoing as we record this show right now. This is just uh, this is staggering. Staggering. Where's Al Pacino saying you're out of order? <laughs> right. This is Vladimir Putin puppeteering the Republican Party. Yep. And, and obstructing. I mean, can you imagine if Peter Strzok was act, was investigating, oh, I don't know, the 9-11 attacks? And mm-hmm. these guys were like, well, hmm, what do you think you're doing? And, and just being assholes to uh, people investigating the 9-11 attack. You know, it's just like... That's the disconnect for me is that we were attacked by Russia and half of the American debate is being occupied by people who don't believe that attack took place, despite the reality that members of their own party have confirmed it through hearings and confirmed it through investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, this, is, this is McCarthyism on its ear. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's like a form of some weird reverse McCarthyism. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the it's the strangest. It's so it's weird. I, I I can't. And I know people that are supporting the Republicans in this. And yeah. I'm like, I want to scream and shake them and go, what? Why? Well, the thing that's so crazy about this, Jody, is they're behaving in defense of they're doing all this crazy shit in defense of a president who is unpopular. Yeah, I mean, who that is too. generally speaking, who's only got 40, 45 percent at the very most in terms of popular right. support across the board. Of course, he's popular among Republicans because they're all morons. Well, but all he, 10 of them. <laughs> that's right. But they're somehow looking at Donald Trump as he's this big hunk of gold that they need to latch onto and they can't run away from. And, and I, I don't, don't think understand it. I, I don't think it's about Trump, though. I, I think ultimately. The reason they're so vocal in their defense of Trump is maybe they're a little bit afraid of his Twitter feed. Maybe they're a little afraid of like getting a crazy nickname from Trump or something or Trump being a dick to them or whatever. But I think they're mostly afraid of the fact that that their party is culpable in all of this, that the Republican Party is receiving millions of dollars. I mean, for God's sake, Mitch McConnell alone received millions of dollars funneled from Russian oligarchs into his uh, campaign pack. And they're only exaggerating their guilt now. They're only worsening their peril. It's so obvious. You literally, everybody keeps going. Hollywood wouldn't accept this script. No, because this is (laughs) truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I never thought we would be in this place where we're. And I'm just, I'm not wired like this. I'll be perfectly honest. And I know we're we're late for uh, a bottom of the hour break here, but I just wanted to mention, I don't relish the idea of referring to 
you know, one of the two political parties in the United States as having conspired with a hostile foreign power. I don't like having to go down that road. This is not something I've been anxious to, oh, maybe one of these days the Republicans will collude with Russia, take all kinds of Russian money, interfere with democracy, attack the election, and then try to cover it up. No one's thinking along those lines. This is something Nobody reasonable. Yeah, nobody reasonable. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well. Sleep well. Yeah. (laughs) Sleep tight, everybody. Happy birthday to me. Keep the faith, Bob. Keep the faith, Bob. (laughs) That's right. Keep the faith, Bob. Keep the faith, Bob. Right. Got to keep the faith. Got to do it. Got to got to hold fast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, the good news is I'm freshly shaven. Oh, that's I, good. My my face is clean shaven. One of the best shaves I've ever had. I'm glad I got a really good birthday shave today from my Harry's razor. Everyone who listens to this show know, knows I'm a longtime Harry's fan. I love this razor. It's it's super comfortable in my hand and on my face. Gives the closest shaves imaginable. I mean, I always say that, but it's it's actually really true. Uh, the guys who founded Harry's were fed up with high uh, high price razors, as was I, and silly and unnecessary features. They knew it comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. That's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the world's highest quality blades for nearly 100 years. And by selling direct to you on the internet, they can offer a much lower price than the leading brand, more than 50% lower. And Harry's stands behind the quality of their blades. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a full refund. Right now, you can get a trial gift set valued at $13 as part of a special offer to my listeners. It includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, Harry's weighted ergonomic handle. That's one of the things I love most about uh, Harry's razors. It really feels like that handle has a heft. It feels like you're using a piece of equipment, not just a, not just a razor blade. It's got a five-blade razor with lubricating strip, trimmer blade, and a travel cover, and Harry's rich, lathering, great-smelling shave gel. My listeners can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to redeem your offer, to help support the show, and let them know, for God's sake, let them know that I sent you. Again, that's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Go do it right now. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Thursday show. Jody is here today. Uh, talking about the uh, the craptastical <laughs> soft shoe routine the uh, Republicans are doing on the Hill for the benefit of Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. Which, uh, speaking of Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin... I'm not, I, I got to tell you, I'm not feeling very hopeful in terms of where things are going with this NATO business and yeah. Donald Trump and Putin and this upcoming summit. There's a perfect storm brewing right now, Jody, for, the, yeah. I mean, the very serious potential of war on the European continent again. Yeah, and, and, and the first time I've ever heard Malcolm Nance, you know, screaming to the anybody that'll listen, he's been very, very calm up until now. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to talk to Malcolm about all this because we're gonna get into. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to Malcolm next week about uh, about Greenwald and Snowden from uh, mm-hmm. five years ago and how that story connects with this story, and it does. And then I want to talk about what's going to happen in terms of Eastern Europe because the way I'm seeing this all playing out, 
as far as Trump's shenanigans with NATO and then running into the loving arms, the knowing hands of Vladimir Putin. Um, and then it's going to end up in millions of people dying. And the way I see this happening, Jody, is first Trump decides he's going to pull out of NATO, mm-hmm. which he's already starting to do. Trump claimed mm-hmm. to, uh, to NATO officials that he uh, threatened to pull the U.S. out of the alliance if other countries don't increase their security contributions, which, of course, he's, he's presenting that in a way that reveals that he doesn't understand how that all works. There's no mm-hmm. bank account. I mean, Eric Trump, stupid Eric Trump was on Fox, I think it was Fox Business this morning, one of the Fox channels, and said something to the effect of, we're not the world's piggy bank. Oh, my God. Well, there is no piggy bank for NATO. There is no checking NATO checking account that all the uh, member nations have to pay into. There's nothing like that. But Donald Trump wants his people to think that there is mm-hmm. because Donald Trump is playing his supporters, playing his voters as the simpletons that they are. So he's now threatening to pull out of NATO and go it alone, which is very, very bad. And I'll tell you why. Because then he's going to run over and he's going to talk to Vladimir Putin behind closed doors without any American officials in the room. But we know for a fact that that room is going to be bugged to hell by the FSB. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the Russians are going to have full sound and they're going to be able to pick apart what Donald Trump says in the room and piece it They'll apart. They'll probably have video, too. Yeah, and then use it for their advantage to use that audio mm-hmm. against him, which is what they always do, which is why one of the reasons why we're in this predicament in the first place, because Donald Trump goes to Russia and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. So he ends up uh, incriminating himself on audio tape or on videotape, hashtag PP tape. <laughs> uh, so that's how that meeting is going to turn out. And my, my fear is that in the context of that meeting, we all know how Donald Trump is overly eager to just give shit away for nothing, just so he can run back to his red hats and say, look what I did, look at the great deal, the most fantastic deal, the most tremendous deal I've ever done in the history of the American presidency. I have done it. And so Donald Trump is going to be asked by Vladimir Putin to recognize Russia's incursion into Crimea. Right. And when he does that, And he's going to do it because, as I was just saying, Donald Trump likes to give shit away. So he's going to give away Crimea to Vladimir Putin. And so Putin's going to use that latitude, that sort of wiggle room with the United States, and also knowing that the United States is busily pulling out of NATO Mm -hmm. to, you know, I don't know, invade one of the Baltics, one of the Baltic states. Like, let's say, like, Lithuania or Latvia or Estonia. Well, those are all three of the Baltic states, so there you go. (laughs) One one of those countries he's going to just waltz right into, and the United States is not going to be there to stop him. But those nations, all three of the Baltic nations, are NATO signatories. Mm -hmm. So as Article 5 of the NATO Charter states, if you attack one NATO country, you attack all NATO countries. But the United States is no longer in that pact. Let's say Donald Trump pulls out sometime between now and then. And that leaves Europe to go it alone. So Vladimir Putin attacks a NATO country. Europe has to counterattack because of Article 5. Uh, You know, they could do some things to wiggle out of that. But, I mean, the chances are Article 5 says, well, you know, if if one of the nations is attacked, you know, they attack everybody. So you have to counterattack. That's the war in Europe. That's a war in Europe. And plus, sleep tight, the United States sitting it out. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, the ni- late 1930s. Just like mm-hmm. World War I. 
It was like, oh, mm-hmm. we're not gonna we're not gonna get involved. And then uh, if we do get involved, and Donald Trump is still president, then we're gonna get involved on Putin's side. This, mm-hmm. There's a very strong potential for the United States to be on the wrong side of another world war in Europe against European democracies. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Every single goddamn red hat's gonna be like, yay. All right. Screw Europe. Screw NATO. I mean, NATO only has 40% support on the Republican side. And I, and I think that 40% support is soft. Mm-hmm. Because as we've seen, you know, Jody, I'm sure you've seen uh, Trump's tweets lately about NATO and about, you know, just completely trying to tear down any support inside the United States, any support by the Republican Party, any support by the Red Hats for NATO is being undermined right now by Donald Trump. And he's not doing it on whimsy. He's not trying to just simply get a deal out of the other nations to ramp up their defense spending from 2% to 4% or whatever the fuck he's asking for. This is not about that. This is about just thinking up some bullshit excuse some excuse that his red hat morons will understand in order to pull the united states out of the nato alliance mm-hmm. and by that decision allow vladimir putin to just march right into europe and we know that we know several things right the vladimir putin wants to rebuild soviet era imperialist mm-hmm. imperialist dominance of eastern europe yeah on top yes, of that, he, he wants it back. He wants it back. He wants that back. He yep. he is so that guy, and he's smart, um, and conniving, and evil. Well, evil's a strong word, but he's smart and oh, conniving, and he oh, wants power. Oh, he's evil. He's he's absolutely. <laughs> you don't you don't have to apologize for that one. Vladimir okay. Putin's totally. <laughs> uh, well, the other thing that we know is that the Russian economy is in the shitter, mm-hmm. and we also know that getting into a war is good for the economy. Always is. Why do you think one of the reasons why Vladimir Putin marched into Ukraine, marched into Crimea, it was good for morale, it was good for the people, it was good for the rah-rah nationalists inside uh, Moscow and certainly inside the Russian government, inside the Mm -hmm. Duma and so on. But, you know, when he stretches the legs of the military, that is money into the economy, into the Russian economy. Well, and his own so, personal bank, too. Right. And, and, of course, then he can go, well, look how I've improved the economy. Look, isn't this fantastic? Mm-hmm. I'm, yep. I'm not only rebuilding, you know, Russian dominance over Eastern Europe, and not only have I completely undermined American democracy and just made a mockery of the whole goddamn country, but look at what I've done for the economy because of this glorious war. And so Vladimir Putin comes out looking like a hero to his people. And he already kind of and does. He- and hence Trump supporters wearing red. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, Chris Lavoie uh, tweeted something today. Chris Lavoie from the Stephanie Miller, formerly of the Stephanie Miller show, uh, that was so, I think, so salient in terms of describing Trump's actions uh, with regard to NATO and this entire trip to Brussels. That he just wrapped up. Chris Lavoie said uh, on Twitter, once again, Trump flew into Europe like a pigeon through an open window, flapping around in a panic, broke stuff, shit all over everything, and then found the window again and flew back out. (laughs) I think that's so fucking perfect. That's exactly what he did. It's perfect. That's what he does. That's his MO. That's what he does with everything. He just runs in, fucks things up, and then walks out. And his fans don't care. They don't. They don't care. 
They got, that's what they want him to do. Mm-hmm. That's what they love. He's all about disruption. They're all about disruption. You'd think that the Trump uh, administration would support the Antifas. Yeah, I mean, what does it say if the Trump administration, the, all the Trumpers, all the red hats, are against the group that is against fascism? Mm-hmm. Put that one together. I mean, I know. duh. It's just, it's odd. It's just, oh, <laughs> God. All right, let's take uh, one last break and come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you so much, Buzz, and thank you for supporting the show through our Patreon page. Also, thank you for going shopping through our Amazon link. That's at BobSeska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. Click that link, and it'll take you right to the front page of Amazon.com, where you can go shopping for all kinds of great stuff. And we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. So put two and two together on that one. <laughs> I'm 47, so that means I'm coughing on the show now. Just coughing up a lung today. <laughs> Welcome why. to my world. I don't. You know, it's not. I'm not sick or anything. I don't have any allergies. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just old. <laughs> That's why. It's just my throat's just shitty now. Um, okay. So where do we go next? Uh, okay. So where? Yeah. Where do we go from World War Three? <laughs> Let's talk about let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh here for a second. Um, Jody, we talked about this on Tuesday show, and I wish more people were making a bigger deal out of this because I think it's vitally important. Uh, and it's all linked to the idea that Donald Trump, who is a, an agent of Putin, an agent of the Kremlin, has nominated someone to the Supreme Court, his second Supreme Court uh, appointment. Right. And this guy, who he's nominated this time, very clearly very obviously cribbed Donald Trump's words. Mm-hmm. Or let's put it this way. Donald Trump asked Kavanaugh to put something into his remarks the other night that was written by Donald Trump. Donald Trump had one of his superlative, uh, uh, like, I'm the greatest at everything, no, no other president has ever uh, been right. as great as I am kind of remarks. And asked Brett Kavanaugh to put that in his speech. And Brett Kavanaugh did. Brett Kavanaugh allowed himself to be puppeteered by Donald Trump. In case you missed uh, Tuesday's show, here's that opening uh, set of remarks again. Throughout this process, I've witnessed firsthand your appreciation for the vital role of the American judiciary. He has no appreciation. No president 
has ever consulted more widely nope. or talked with more people from more backgrounds <laughs> yeah. to seek input uh -huh. about a Supreme Court nomination. Yeah. Mr. President, I am grateful to you and I'm humbled by your confidence in me. Yeah, bullshit. That is 100% bullshit. That was written by Donald Trump and handed mm -hmm. to Brett Kavanaugh to read those words out of his own mouth in public on national television. Brett Kavanaugh, the next Supreme Court justice, hopefully not, but, you know. Hopefully not, kids. We'll make phone calls, boys and girls. Fight the good fight on this one because Brett Kavanaugh is being puppeteered by Donald Trump who is being puppeteered by Vladimir Putin, which means that, did I just call Vladimir Putin Vladimir Putin? <laughs> I think I, think I did. did. I, I think I just <laughs> referred did. to Vladimir Putin as a bladder. Bla <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Um, Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. So Putin's puppeteering Trump and Trump is puppeteering Brett Kavanaugh, which means mm -hmm. Putin is puppeteering one of the nine members of one third of the United States government. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, two thirds because he's puppeteering the president and now. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, the Supreme Court. So he's got two thirds. Thank you for that. And then one House of Congress. Then he's got the House oh. and parts of the Senate. So basically, he's the he's got both hands going. God damn it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so right. Vladimir Putin is basically running the United States government mm -hmm. right now. Well, that's he hasn't he hasn't taken full control over the Supreme Court yet. Although Neil Gorsuch, <laughs> Neil Gorsuch is in there. And Neil Gorsuch and was appointed by Donald Trump. And so far, he hasn't taken over uh, 37 states. <laughs> right. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, Jim, uh, I almost called him Jim. Brett Kavanaugh has a Jim Jordan problem. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you are aware of this one, but Jesus God, uh, Carolee Coons uh, had this on Crooks and Liars. Um, apparently, Kavanaugh, who clerked for this guy, uh, Judge Alex Kaczynski, Mm -hmm. uh, who abruptly retired amidst, uh, amid a, a, a cascade of accusations about how he harassed his clerks and others, sexual harassment. Kavanaugh clerked for Kaczynski and then served alongside him to screen clerks for Anthony Kennedy. Heidi Bond, a former clerk of Kaczynski and now a romance novelist writing as Courtney Milan, wrote a wrenching first-person account of what it was like to work with Kaczynski. In her account, she describes Kaczynski pulling up pornographic photos and asking her opinion of them. But worse, far worse, this is Carolee Coons writing this, that was his constant abuse of power and bullying. As an example, one day, uh, the judge found out I had been reading romance novels over my dinner break. He called me. He was in San Francisco for hearings. I had stayed in the office in Pasadena when one of my co-clerks idly mentioned to him, uh, it to him as an amusing aside. Romance novels, he said, were a terrible addiction, like drugs and something like porn for women, and he didn't want me to read them anymore. He told me he wanted me to promise to never read them again. But it's on my dinner break, I protested. He laid down the law. I was not to read them anymore. I control what you read, he said. What you write, what you eat. You don't sleep if I say so. You don't shit unless I say so. Do you understand? This is Kaczynski talking to this clerk. Sure, his uh, first name wasn't Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> there was nothing to say but this. Yes, judge. This sort of diatribe was a regular occurrence. The judge had incredibly high standards. And when we failed to meet them, we were raked over the coals. I do not think a week passed without at least one such outburst during bad times. They were a daily occurrence. And this is someone who was observed by Kavanaugh. And Kavanaugh, like Jim Jordan, did nothing. And of course, we did, you know, we were on break last week, so we didn't get to really cover Jim Jordan and how right. he was uh, 
aware of all kinds of sexual abuse at Ohio State University with a wrestling team where they had a doctor working for the team that was putting these uh, guys through these physical exams where he was like cupping their balls and shit while he was mm-hmm. while he was uh, examining them like doing doing things that doctors aren't supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> and uh, and Jim Jordan was aware of it. Now Jim Jordan is doing his best Trump impression mm-hmm. by screaming about fake news. He's like he tweeted yesterday something about how CNN has been calling his staffers. It's like, "Oh, did, C- Ro- did you see did you see Ronan Farrow's uh, tweet back?" No. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, I did. Yes, I did. He said that's called reporting. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, he called it fake news, called CNN fake news for contacting Jim Jordan's report. Now, it'd be fake news if CNN just made shit up. Exactly. And didn't contact any of Jim Jordan's staffers. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus God. Oh, and meanwhile, if that's not bad enough for Kavanaugh being linked to this, uh, he racked up tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt from yeah. buying Washington Nationals baseball tickets for friends and, and shit over the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. His reported hundred grand, I believe, in credit card debt, right? Yeah, Kavanaugh's debts reached between sixty thousand dollars and two hundred thousand dollars in twenty sixteen. But the loans were either paid off or fell below the reporting requirements by the following year. So where to get the money to pay off those? That's a lot of money. Two hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. It's a lot of credit card debt. I mean, it's whew. who I mean, is it? Unless to- you're like putting a new roof on your house or something, I, I don't see how you get into that problem. Yeah, I mean, on the Stephanie Miller show this morning, they were saying, you know, you can't get a job. You can't get a regular job if you've got two hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. I mean, they, it's very true. When you go for a job now, they look at your credit report. Mm-hmm. which is just is insane to me, which makes I agree. I think that's stupid to look in somebody's credit report. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason that people are in debt and it may not have anything to do with their ability to do the job. Yeah. They're applying for, you know, when I learned that I was uh, up shit's Creek as far as my credit score during the mm-hmm. great recession during like the beginning in 2008 on through about uh, 2010, my credit was in the shitter because I got, I mean, anyone who's listened to the show for any length of time knows how I was completely butt reamed by the great recession. Mm-hmm. And I experienced every downside that you can experience during a recession. And, uh, and I'm glad I didn't have to go look for another job. In fact, I was trying. And maybe one of the reasons why I didn't get a day job <laughs> during that period mm-hmm. of time is because I couldn't because of my credit report. Uh, yep. And yet, here's Brett Kavanaugh up for a Supreme Scotus. Court justice. Yeah. <laughs> He's got between 60000 200000 Well, he had. He had, I guess. It's not still debt. But see, Still to me, is something to be looking at if he's that, you know, I mean, irresponsible, ugh, irresponsible and obviously could be um, blackmailed with things. Hi, I'll pay your debt off. You do this. I yeah. mean, there are all sorts of things that can come around when you're in that kind of debt. And it's scary to be that in debt. Right. Um, and if somebody offers you a way out. Hello. <laughs> I know. The, the good news is, well, wow, he's just being puppeteered by Putin. Yeah, that's the good news. So, that, that's I the feel upside. Much better now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yep. So good, Jesus Christ! If they don't stop this nomination somehow, I mean, given everything that we've learned so far about Kavanaugh, just the basic idea that uh, oh, and by the way, he was he was out feeding the homeless. So I guess that was <laughs> what yesterday he was out feeding the homeless. It may have been this morning. Uh, clearly, he's a little bit self aware at this point. <laughs> Because he's really talk about overcompensating. Jesus, I'm up Shit's Creek. I mean, it's possible I may not even get confirmed by the Senate. Uh, I, I'm going to go feed the homeless. Maybe then, maybe then they'll like me. Maybe then the uh, liberals will like me. 
Uh, no. How about Harriet Myers? Let's just put her on. Yeah. yeah. It's not not going to have The liberals are not going to like you. Uh, no. By any stretch of the mind. Like Brett Kavanaugh is listening to this podcast. It's always like, oh, God damn it. The Bob Seska show said that the Democrats aren't going to like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's see what else. Uh, we talked. Did we talk about Paul Manafort's mugshot and how glorious his mugshot was? Okay. So we covered that. There was another picture of Paul Manafort that turned up last week. Uh, it was, there was an AP story about uh, Konstantin Kalimnik's indictment. Of course, uh, Kalimnik is a, a Manafort's man in Kiev, Manafort's contact, his link in Ukraine to Oleg Deripaska and Vladimir Putin. And uh, so Konstantin Kalimnik was also indicted along with Paul Manafort. And there was a picture in this AP story, this profile, Konstantin Kalimnik, one of the rare pictures of Konstantin Kalimnik. And he's at this uh, conference table at, uh, I think it was taking place at Black Manafort and Stone, Manafort's firm uh, on mm-hmm. K Street. And so you see in this picture, you see Paul Manafort in the middle of the picture sitting around the, the conference table. And then two people down is Konstantin Kalimnik. And then sitting right next to Paul Manafort... <laughs> And I'm just, you know, I'm tipping my hat here to Jen Kirkman, comedian Jen Kirkman, my favorite comedian, Jen Kirkman. And Jen Kirkman's been pointing the finger at Tad Devine for quite a while now. Tad Devine was, uh, was Bernie Sanders' campaign manager. And, right. and in this picture with Paul Manafort and Constantine Kalimnik is a picture of Tad Devine. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just putting it out there. For some reason... Tad Devine was hanging out with Konstantin Kalimnik and Paul Manafort at Manafort's office in Washington, D.C. My question, I have just one thing to say about this. So I do have something to say. Why? (laughs) I want to know why Bernie Sanders uh, campaign manager, this is before he was Bernie Sanders campaign manager. Right, years ago. Yeah, it makes it even worse, though. (laughs) Because he was in contact with Kalimnik and Manafort before he became Bernie Sanders' campaign manager. Why is Tad Devine, why is Bernie Sanders' campaign manager hanging out with guys like Paul Manafort and Constantine Kalimnik? I'm just asking. Uh, bad vetting? Why? Why? Why, why did that happen? Yeah, <sighs> no kidding. Oh, and by the way, the Russians are using Trump's face to sell asbestos. I saw that. <laughs> It's so perfect. And that is the perfect product. You want to come up with a product to attach Donald Trump's. I have the best asbestos in the world. This is the best. <laughs> Even the word best is in the word asbestos because Donald Trump asbestos is the best asbestos of all the best asbestoses. Something like that is what is how it might go. Ah, shit. Well, what an action back day, huh? My birthday show. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, the tariffs continue. Trump administration plans to hit China with roughly $200 billion in additional tariffs. Great news. China! <laughs> Trump's still going after China for no goddamn reason at all. Know. You know, I predicted this. I forecasted this uh, before the election in September of 2016. I said that Trump's policies were going to hurt Trump supporters more than anyone else. Yep. And here we are. And here we are. I mean, again, I wish I was wrong about all of this shit. I wish I was 100% wrong about Trump and Manafort and Putin and all of them. I just don't think I am. Meanwhile, China's buying record amounts of Russian soy while shunning U.S. growers. So, so, so there's an upside for Putin in Donald Trump's trade war. Yep. There is an upside for the Russian economy in Donald Trump's trade war. 
Mm-hmm. Unfucking believable. I know that's like the thing I've said most. I, I, I feel like I feel like Walter the dog. You're just screaming out. <laughs> I love Walter. I love Walter too. I love Walter too. There's a they're selling Walter the dog socks. By the way, I want to get a pair a pair of Walter the dog socks for uh, for T Rex. T Rex is totally in love with Walter the dog. He's a Walter the dog is his spirit animal. By the way, we got T-Rex on the show next t- next Thursday. Yeah, next week's going to be huge. Buzz Burbank on Tuesday, Malcolm Nance on Wednesday, uh, T-Rex on Thursday, Kimberly Johnson on Friday. Oh, and speaking of Kimberly Johnson, on tomorrow's after party, we're going to talk about how she was the subject of a red hat jihad for a good four or five days. She was on Fox News. She wow. was on Fox and Friends. She was attacked by Glenn Beck. Wow. I mean, she... <laughs> she... She tweeted something. Her. Yeah, she got into so it's a much badge trouble. Badge of honor, man. That's a badge of honor. The swarm, Jody. The swarm. All right, the postmortem show is coming up next. Subscribe at our Patreon page. Also, you can listen to our brand new Wednesday interview show, interviews from Earth One. Go to BobSeska.com and click the all caps Patreon link. To get you there, and make sure to sign up for our bonus content. To support the show. Thank you for doing that. All right, we'll see you over the post-mortem show and uh, and then again on the after party tomorrow. Bye-bye, folks. President Putin is KGB and this and that. You know what? Putin's fine. He's fine. We're all fine. We're people. Oh, God. <laughs> We're people.